Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. Oh, welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in again to Pad the Stats Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, James Swanson, and this is our second podcast of the week. Pat Cotter's alongside me again, and we are going to do our 14-team PPR mock draft. So before we get in that, Pat, how was your week, buddy? It's finally Friday. We are getting ready to head to a bachelor party, which should be a fun weekend. No doubt. How no was your doubt. week? Oh, it was great. Uh, pretty pretty slow week this week. I'm uh, pretty caught up in my paperwork, which is great. Always uh, always nice to be uh, pretty much caught up on work. And then um, we got this bachelor party. Yeah, we're going Then up. I'll be in Vegas on Wednesday. So, so you, it's, yeah. it's going to be a good time. Yeah, you got, a, you got a crazy uh, few days coming up for no sure. Doubt. Busy, busy week. And then we're going to Vegas again in September, uh, which this will be our first time out there during football season, which will be really cool. Excited for that. But today we are talking 14-team mock draft. So, again, PPR, this is one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, uh, tight end, and a flex. Um and three bench three bench and we also do this is we kind of set this up to kind of mock or you know look like our 14 team league which is we also have db uh linebacker andy lineman but we're not going to talk about that today we're not going to do idp today uh we're not doing kickers because we hate kickers though we they are in our league but we wish we could get them out trying to (laughs) we're still trying to vote on that um, so we're basically what we're going to do here, just run through this draft, uh, give you our analysis on, on our picks, what we thought when we, when we made these selections, um, I'll go back and forth between, between Pat and I, we also had a third member, Jake Meyer, who has been on the podcast <laughs> a few times. So Jake had the second selection. I drafted sixth and Pat was at 12. So let's start this thing off, Pat, from the top. Saquon Barkley first overall, the first, uh, three picks are kind of, how we feel like this is going to go for the most part with the Ezekiel Elliott news. We will talk about that here in just a minute because, uh, well, you'll find out why. Uh, Saquon went one, Christian McCaffrey two to Jake. I know Jake is a is a Christian McCaffrey fan in yep. general. He's got him in his dynasty league. He's a believer. He's yeah. been, you know, I'd take Kamara there, but, you know, it's pretty much a mute point. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's really a preference thing. I'm with you too. Kamara is my number one back. I'm sticking with that. And, uh... But, it, again, it's a preference call. And then Le'Veon Bell went four. Now, granted, this is in Sleeper. Uh, if you haven't used Sleeper before, it's kind of become really the mainstream, I feel like, for doing a lot of mock drafts. Yeah, um, and uh, I just moved a league over there just to try it this year, just to see yeah. how it was. I've heard it's pretty good, so we'll see. Yeah, so we do all of our mock drafts on here. So we have the computer in, in here on some picks. But Le'Veon Bell went four. Uh, David Johnson went five. I think what we actually did here, Pat, was we – the f- number four slot, I think, selected Zeke, and then we removed him. You, you can kind of do that. You can select a player differently. Um, yeah, I had figured. Well, I figured that because we wanted to kind of see, kind of push Zeke down the board manually. I kind of had assumed that you weren't going to take him, and that I wanted to let him fall just so it made it harder on you to select a guy. <laughs> yeah. And in that process, I like, would you take? Would if you have taken David Johnson or Zeke in that situation? If you would have been like, say, at, at five. I, well, this is a difficult thing to answer because 
It was it was back it, then. It was then. So we just Let's found just out, of now. course of course we just found out today yeah. that Zeke's holdout might be quote months. If you haven't seen the news, it could be months. In that case, if we were doing this same exact draft today, I would not take Ezekiel Elliott at six. Where do you take him? Where that do you is... start to feel comfortable? You know, I'm thinking looking at the just looking at the draft board and scrolling it over, I think, you know, sometime after right around Melvin Gordon. I mean, wherever you put Melvin Gordon, I would just slot Zeke in at this point, maybe and put him above him. I'd, just because, like that, when the wrist comes good enough that you can take a guy like Melvin Gordon, yeah, m- maybe a, a few spots over that's where you take Zeke. I would agree. So, just for example, I'm picking 13th in our draft coming up here in a few weeks in this in this draft, and I will not be taking Melvin Gordon or Ezekiel Elliott with either of my two picks. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think the value's too uh, much unless right something changes, unless news changes, because my thinking is at 13. If you're in the back half of a draft now, 14 team drafts are difficult to maneuver, especially when you get in that three four range. If you're in the back half. It's just a lot harder once you get to the middle rounds. Now, the first and second round, you can really get value at, I think, no matter kind of where you're drafting. Um, now, for me, for example, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I can get Juju Smith-Schuster, who I'm very high on this year. I've said that I think he can be a top five receiver. I'm comfortable taking him back there. I'm comfortable taking James Conner if, if he falls to me. Um, I believe that, that Tyree Kill might go somewhere in that range. Uh, you know, there's a number of guys that Joe Mixon's another one. Travis Kelsey is somebody that I probably won't be drafting at 2.3 or 1.13 or 2.2, but I would feel comfortable drafting any one of those other guys. So my point here being, I'm not going to go out on a limb and take Ezekiel Elliott or Melvin Gordon because I'm just not sure if they're going to play until November. And that early, and I don't want to take that risk. That's a huge draft. You got to be pretty much you like, yeah. confident you you got to nail every single one of your other picks if you exactly. if, if they one of those guys don't play like even if they sit out eight games like you might be at the point where you're not you're struggling to make playoffs at that point right so anyway i took Zeke at 1.6 in this draft thinking again this was before the news i thought he is going to report by august 6th was my still my kind of where my head was uh so i was comfortable taking them him and that's there. coming up we're going to really like that's the big day for me i am starting to think he's not going to. I don't think so. I don't I think he will. Bet. So then what, Pat? They'll f- start finding him every day that he's not at camp? I've, that's what I heard. Yes, but I don't think he really cares about that. Okay, he's, so 20,000 here, 20,000 there. Like, it's not a big yeah, deal. Right? I don't think for him it is. I don't think. Um, you know, Aaron Donald did the same thing whenever he was whenever he was demanding a deal, and they ended up getting working it out. So it doesn't mean that things can't happen here. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Cowboys want to be a good team this year, it's not like the Steelers last year. They really don't have anybody in the backfield that I think can take over for a guy like Zeke. Yeah, they have a couple young guys, uh, Tony Pollard. Um, not to mention who's that, the other rookie. They have another rookie too there. Not to mention we. Uh, oh, uh, Mike Weber, um, and okay. then um, Alfred Morris just signed. Alfred Morris. Okay. Um, they don't have a guy like, and they and like uh, they don't have another stud there. I mean, Omari Cooper's can be good at times, but. He's not at the level of where AB is, where AB can go into carrying offense, yeah. let alone us having Juju and ben. So your point is they need Zeke. Or they're going to realize that, that they need Zeke. Zeke is that offense. Yeah. Dak is not that good. I'm sorry, but not sorry. They need Zeke. Otherwise, they're not going to be good this year. Jerry Jones said, we don't need a star running back to win a Super Bowl, but I would agree with you, Pat. I think that there's too much relying on the Cowboys' success with Zeke in the lineup that it's you can't substitute that to a degree. 
uh, you know, in your comparison with the Steelers, I think that's a good comparison. They, the Cowboys just don't have that other player to do that. Okay, let's keep it moving. DeAndre Hopkins went 1.7. Uh, Devontae Adams went eighth. Ty- Tyreek Hill, ninth. Pat, how do you feel about the uh, Tyreek Hill? Do you think this is where he's going to go? Again, this is computer-aided, but do you think this I, is kind of go- where he's going to yeah, go? Yeah, I'd say kind of mid-late first round. Okay. Um, you know, I would take Julio here, but that, I mean, it comes to personal preference. I can't knock anybody for taking Tyreek Hill right there. He's going to be good this year as long as he's out there. Top five receiver? If, he's, as long, if he plays all year, yeah. Okay. Odell, this this is a bit of a run in on receivers. Odell went uh, 10th, Julio 11th, and then Pat, talk about your Todd Gurley pick at 12. Yeah, I looked at the board and, you know, I was like, I, I really want to get a running back here. Todd Gurley is the biggest difference maker left. Like, I am willing to just take to, to like uh, Todd Gurley there because mm-hmm. he's going to play this year. I know that there's, there's uh, like, concern over the knees, but... I, to me, it's overblown. I mean, he's going to be fine at the start of the year, and he's going to have a strong season. Now, may he taper off towards the end of the year? It's possible. But this is Todd Gurley. When he's in there, even if he, they take away, even if they give one of those two other two running backs a workload, he's still going to be plenty good. This is still going to be a high-powered offense. They're going to be giving him the important carries. He's going to catch plenty of passes. He's going to be a top-five running back if he plays all year. 65% of the workload out of the backfield is what they're projecting for him uh, from what I've heard that's from fine. beat writers, but I think that's fine. That's going to be plenty. He's going to still put up amazing numbers there, and if anything, that means he can be healthy all year. Right, and like you said, he's going I don't to think get— it's a, It might not be a bad thing for them to take carries away from him so he doesn't get yeah. as beat up. Yeah, this is a guy who I think can still be very, very good at 210 carries. Yeah, that, he'll be fine. Like, they're, like no question. Okay, I, I like it. I am also comfortable taking Todd Gurley in the back half of the first round, much like you did here. Michael Thomas went the next pick at 13. Was there any debate here, Pat, for you with uh, with Michael Thomas? I think he's kind of that next guy up, at least for me. He is, yeah. He's the other one in that tier of the elite receivers for me. I would even have him over OBJ. Um, so if Gurley is gone— And Tyreek. I, I would take him over Tyreek and, and OBJ, actually. Okay, if Gurley is gone in this scenario, say he goes, uh, you know, maybe a couple picks before. Yep, uh, um, Michael Thomas is my next guy. Michael Thomas is your next guy. So you would not take James Conner or Joe Mixon over Michael Thomas? No. Okay. So it, it, at the turn here, 14-15, it went Mixon and Conner, coming back to 2.2, Melvin Gordon. And then, Pat, with your second pick, you uh, you balanced out your team here and went wide receiver. Yep, I took uh, our boy Juju. You know, I think he's he's looked great in what we've seen from him in camp so far. I mean, it's camp, but he just looks like, an, he just looks like a different person out there. Like, it's just like, oh, well, you know, they're throwing it out to him. He just looks good. And you just kind of, it's almost you come to expect it now, just watching him. He's... Yeah. He did, he's just so natural doing it that I yep. think he's going to have a great year. I'm not concerned about him being the number one receiver. I think they're going to get him in the slot plenty because that's where he dominates. We have a guy in Moncrief that can play outside. We have And the Steelers like to just move their guys around in general. Yep. So he's going to have plenty of looks outside of the slot from and in, in the slot. I think he'll be fine. He's going to get a ton of targets this year. He's going to ball out. Yeah, for those out there concerned about if Juju is going to – be effective neg- affected negatively from the Antonio Brown absence. I agree, Pat. I think they're going to do enough things to manufacture touches for him. And he, how many the, touchdowns the other side have? of it. 
How many touchdowns did he have last year? I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe 11, 10, 11. Is that, or is that too high? I can't remember, to be honest with you. Um, we'll have to look that up. I Look, I, I think that, yeah, he's the number one there. He looks, he's a very talented guy. I think he's even going to come into his own even more in year three, so I like the pick. Um, and then the next pick, this is one where, look, if you are thinking about Travis Kelsey in the second round, I'm in a situation, again, where I'm drafting 13th in a draft in the draft here uh, in the coming weeks. I am not looking to take Travis Kelsey in the second round because I think that I can get somebody that I like a little bit more, not more, but that I like at the value a little bit later. So this is at 2.4. I know that's kind of where he's going. It still feels early to me for a tight end here, but and I mean, I mean you do you. <laughs> honestly, and I've statted him out and he he's up there. Like he's up there like among those people among those guys in my projected points. Mm-hmm. And that's even after Tyreek Hill came back. Um, I think he's going to be elite this year, but again, I just but I still think there can be some there can be something said about going in balance, not just balance, but also getting your premium positions out of the way I, and that's the way i always prefer to play right like i'm gonna if i ever look at a team and, and say how good is this team i'm looking and i'm looking at the right the running backs and the wide receivers first i don't care if you have kittle on your bench i'm probably gonna be like yeah if you don't have good running backs and receivers i'm gonna be like Meh. you know i don't i don't care for your team mm-hmm. and that's why i mean i like you know i it makes it fun root for me that if I, I like my team and i just think that getting those running backs and those wide receivers are so crucial to having a successful season yeah, I, look, I, I told you the other day that I prefer not to stream both quarterback and tight end. If I can get one that I'm very, very confident in, then I would love to be able to do that. You know, for example, I would not like to... Ideally, I do not want to go into the seasons with, season with Mitch Trubisky or Kirk Cousins and Delaney Walker as my quarterback-tight end combo. Ideally. I, yeah. would, I would like to get Hunter Henry or O.J. Howard as my tight end or, say, Kyler Murray or somebody like that yeah. in the seventh, eighth round at quarterback and then stream tight end, one way or another. But this is a little bit early for me for the tight end position. Uh, but, hey, do what you, do what you think. Um, it, again, scoring the most points is, is the ultimate goal here, and you're right. Tra- you're right, Pat. Travis Kelsey is going to score a ton of points, and he's going to be right up there with – the best pass catchers in the league. Okay, it went Cook, then Chubb, A.B., Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen at 2.10, Aaron Jones at 2.11, Marlon Mack at 2.12, and then it came back to Jake at 2.13, and this was another one of his guys, T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went with there. And then Pat Mahomes at the end of the second round. Really quickly, Pat, what do you think about this landing spot for Mahomes? Too early for a quarterback here. Yeah, I think it's too early. I mean, he's going to be going right there in your drafts. I mean, he's going early. Right. I think especially in home leagues, he's going to get picked off around the mid-second if people are waiting on him. I mean, I mean, I remember taking a quarterback first, you know, yeah, first way time back. ever this this past year um, when I took Aaron Rodgers oh, in the third yeah. round. And, right. I mean, they, I feel like the the uh, the weight on quarterback has just become more – like has become more well known as people get better and better at fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, now I'll talk about the quarterbacks here quickly. So we had Mahomes go at two point fourteen, and then we didn't have another quarterback 
go until 5.3. That's Andrew Luck. Do you think that we see this much of a gap between the first and second quarterback no, taken? No, I don't at all. I think people, once they see, once somebody cracks the seal, I think people start to feel a little bit better about taking is do you think luck rogers uh, probably luck i think is the high the next highest on most most yeah, people's well, boards just I mean, based on ADP? I, i've seen it pretty pretty balanced okay um i think the what i do think though is you know whenever mahomes goes i think there's going to be a little bit of a, a break and then the next guy that goes is going to be a run everybody's going to get scared and be like you know there's we got three guys left that i think will be top got top four guys mm-hmm. you know they'll be really good and then after that i feel like there's a huge drop off so do we I, see andrew lucko in the third round in most drafts is that probably yeah late third probably fair okay um all right so we had to start the third round here damien williams then stefan diggs leonard fournette aj green uh, you know obviously this is with the computer-based drafting here i think this is uh We've talked about A.J. Green being yeah. somebody that we would prefer, right, Pat, in probably more like the fifth round. Fifth round, yeah. Fifth round would be right where I want him. Yeah. Um, quickly, going back to Damian Williams, how, what do you think about him going here at the top of the third round? Is that— I hate it. I, I mean, I'm, I I agree, and that's the reason I bring I mean, it up is because I'm not comfortable with Not that. to mention that it's Mahomes and Damian. So you're really just tying yourself down to the Chiefs offense. Exactly. Which, I mean, if you're going to tie yourself down somewhere, that's not a bad place to do it, but— We've seen this stuff bust all the time. I thought Jake did a great thing by going T.Y. and Diggs. I thought that, yeah, that was a great. very that's nice great. combination. Leonard Fournette is another guy who makes me nervous. Uh, I mean, look, I understand the upside, but you're talking about a player who has battled a lot of injury over his first two seasons in the league. Um, I think he's only played, what, a total of like 20 games or 22 of mm. of 32 games or something like that. Um has just been and talk about the the yards per carry i know we talk about that stat being kind of uh you know yeah uh, not a great not a great uh, basis i guess you could say uh but he's down in that 3.2 3.4 yards per carry range it's a new offensive scheme though and we've seen kind of these things be good for a guy's career be really bad for it yeah um i think with him i have no idea again he gives me kind of like like i feel Oh, I feel sick whenever I think about him. Like, especially on my team, I don't think I'll be taking him in really any areas. So I think right. there's gonna there's too many guys up towards that top where you're just like, I'm gonna take this guy over him. Yeah. So those are two guys, Fournette and Williams, who Pat and I are, uh, I think, a little bit queasy on yeah. <laughs> in that in that area. So uh, we had our second tight end go here at 3.5, Zach Ertz. Um, I think that's Pat. If you agree, I think that's probably about where Zach Ertz will go mid third. Would you have taken Zach Ertz right? with your next pick no i wouldn't have oh me yes At where i'm going oh yeah i'm next ha uh no i uh-huh. close i think I that's I, your boy for me it probably would have went carry on josh jacobs and then Ertz. Ertz would have been my third pick out of those three i think that's this is close to Ertz's ceiling like i don't think he's going to go much earlier than like i think that there <clears throat> is a potential drop off uh from like I see the upside with Carrion, and I certainly see the upside with Jacobs, and maybe I would throw Freeman in there, but I see this gap between them and Philip Lindsay, like a little bit of a gap. So I would consider Ertz in that gap, like insert him in there after Jacobs and Johnson, and in between and before Philip Lindsay yep. for me, um, and maybe Freeman. I I would that'd be a little bit of a toss up for me because I still think the Atlanta offense is going to be good, and he's probably going to be the guy there. Devontae Freeman 
just isn't a favorite player of mine to be yeah. if I'm being completely honest but I'm trying to be logical about it and also see the upside of, of that offense in general and how he's going to fit into it so uh, I did go carry on Johnson at 3.6 and I'm you know if I'm drafting out of that slot I'm I'm pretty happy with that I he's the next highest running back on my board he's very close with Josh Jacobs don't get me wrong but I still think that I am more comfortable taking a guy who's in his second year as opposed to a rookie. I know that doesn't necessarily matter a whole lot with running back the running back position because these guys can come in and make an impact right away. But I'm going to go with the second year back in on Johnson. And then Jacobs went right after Amari Cooper, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Freeman, Derrick Henry, uh, Julian Edelman, and then you, or I'm sorry, Pat, yeah, I you took, you Ju- took, I took him. Julian him. I was looking at Kenny Galladay. Now, yeah. <clears throat> two questions here really quick. I want you to talk about, are you drafting Derrick Henry at all? Like, first off, I just I mean, want to talk about him falls, real quick. If he falls far, like, I would take him, but, like, would, You I would don't not want take him. him in the I third really round. I don't want him. No, I wouldn't take him in the third round. Would you take him in the fourth round? Probably not. Well, no, no, no. Derrick no. Henry or... I'd take Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Mark Ingram, James White, and Sony Michelle over... over so no, I'm not taking him in. in but you take him over Tevin Coleman. Yes. Okay. Talk about your Julian Edelman pick here. A guy who 33 years old, 34 years old, banged up, already has a broken finger. Yep. Why would you take him over Kenny Galladay and Brandon Cooks? The upside. I well, think I to, for me, for me. Yeah. Julian Edelman is my last of the wide receiver one tier. I think after Julian Edelman, there's a drop off. Okay. Not that I don't feel that even some of the guys after him might be a little bit safer, but Julian Edelman could be a stud this year when he's out there. Let me say this. Would you have considered taking Brandon Cooks if you hadn't already drafted Todd Gurley? No. Okay, it didn't matter. It was Julian I was, Edelman. I was debating it. I honestly was. Him and Carrion and like that group of the Rams receivers. But, I mean, not Carrion, with Kenny Galladay. But there were no running backs I felt comfortable taking at that point. And, like I said, Julian Edelman was the last of like a tier of people for me. Even though he is risky, I'm willing to take that risk for the games that I get out of him are going to be solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen uh, the projections for him. I mean, he's a guy who's going to be up there in that 95, 90 to 95 catch range. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I wasn't excited to draft him though. This was one of those ones where I went with my mind, not my heart. Yeah. Like I looked at my, I, I looked at my projections and said, I got. He's just so much higher. I got to take him. Yeah. I would agree. It's close. I think I have Edelman and Cooks back to back in my rankings, or maybe yeah. I think I think they're back to back. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. The one thing with Edelman is the touchdowns. He's never been a big touchdown guy, so you got to be able to live with the fact that he might only score five, maybe six touchdowns, because that's yeah. probably what you're going to get out of him. But he's going to rack up the catches. But you're going to get ninety-five you're, catches. Yeah. Do he like having him on your team whenever he's playing is like. Well, you know you're getting 15 points. Right. Exactly. Just based the PPR value alone is is mm-hmm. is very good. Um, Kenny Galladay, a guy who we've already talked about in length, so won't dive into that too much. Then Brandon Cooks. Look, David Montgomery Pat is a guy who we have not talked about. I'm I'm starting to feel like I don't know what to expect. I. I want to tell myself that he's going to be the bell cow there right away, and he's going to get. 16 17 carries a game i'm not sure with that offense they're kind of a creative one under matt Nagy. i feel like they might not just hand the ball to him yeah this is early 20 for him. times a game. this is early for me to take him 
Yeah. I would much rather have, again, Sony Michelle, James White, Mark Ingram, Chris, Chris Carson, like all these guys went after him. I'd, I'd even rather have Tariq Cohen because I know what Tariq Cohen's role is in that offense. I would almost be. agree with you there. If I'm looking for upside, maybe David Montgomery, I'd take him, but I'd, I feel like I should be able to get him later. If I'm getting yeah. Tariq Cohen down after David Montgomery, I'm just laughing and scooping up the value. Yeah. So I would agree there. Uh, okay. George Kittle went at 4.2. And then, Pat, you went with your third receiver in a row here with your fourth pick. I actually, George Kittle was one I was really debating. It was pretty much came down to Julian Edelman versus George Kittle. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take Julian Edelman here and then just hope that Kittle falls to me. And obviously he didn't. Um, so I looked at my board and said, you know, who's out there? Um, I kind of went with another like heart or I mean like a head over heart pick here with Robert Woods. Robert Woods does not excite me at all. You know, Having him on my team, I'm like, meh. And you already have Todd Gurley on your team. And I already have Todd Gurley on my team. Uh, but this, Ram, I feel like this this Rams offense is going to be be good. Oh, so. no question. I mean, the, the more shares that you can get of the offense, I, especially one that's going to be that explosive, I don't think you can be mad about having the running back and receiver. Yeah, I honestly team. just noticed that, that I did that. So I don't think I would <laughs> oh, have taken okay. that if I was paying attention to the draft a little more seriously. Okay. But um, so who would I have went there? I think I probably would have went with Mark Ingram next. Okay. If, if I would over have to it, if I'd have to switch it. Yeah, because I wanted Kittle. I really wanted Kittle, but he didn't follow me. So. You know, is that something that I don't? I almost feel like you want to think about that going in with the Rams offense. Like if you're if you're committed to Todd Gurley, you ha- you also have to know. Okay, there's three receivers in the three four range that I I can't take. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you, you're not going to take Cooper Cup. You're not going to take Robert Woods. You're not going to take Brandon Cooks. That eliminates quite a bit yeah. when you get to that turn. I, I wouldn't think that way. I, no, I'm, not, I'm not discouraging people from not taking Todd Gurley because of that reason. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you need to think about yeah. it. They might, I mean, they might not be available. You might get be scooping up value, or they just might not be there in, for you to pick, it, depending on where you take them at. So I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. Okay, so... Pat took Woods, and then Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Sony Michelle, uh, James White at 4.7, Mark Ingram at 4.8, and then I came back and took my boy here, who I'm seriously considering taking even higher than this, DJ Moore, who I've talked about in length. Can we get him in the third round? Uh, no. I'm Maybe not the get, turn, just uh, to give him an honorary third round. Uh, 4.2. What about a turn? If you're at the turn, would you take If I'm at like three point in a 12 team? Either one. Maybe. That's a hard, that's, Just to give him uh, an honor or a third, man. Just, you know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, I might. I might. It's, it's potential for it. Uh, Godwin went one pick after that. Uh, and then Jarvis Landry, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, and Tyler Lockett to, to kind of wrap up the fourth round. So um, anything that kind of sticks out here, Pat, from the first four rounds, something that maybe – like um, I said, I thought David Montgomery went very early. Went very early. That was right. that, that was a huge reach for me. Um, other than that, it looks pretty good. You know, there are some one quarter, would... one quarterback, three tight ends. I think that's probably what we expect. Uh, yeah. Luck or one of those guys. Other quarterbacks probably creeping up into that territory as well. And then in the fifth round, now is this what we're going? We, we should expect as 
you know, fantasy football owners when we draft is this run. So in the fifth round, we had five quarterbacks and four tight ends go. So nine of the 13 yeah. picks, 14 picks, were either quarterback or tight end. Yeah. Is that something that you should expect? I could easily see it. Once those kind of those guys people feel safe about go, everybody's going to start hammering the quarterback and, and the tight end when they to, – to like because there's value there and they people feel safe about some of those names. You know, people will start overvaluing those positions just because um, they're higher. Like, you know, you, you look, oh, you're drafting your fourth-ranked guy on your board. I'd much rather do that my my 23rd-ranked receiver, my 25th-ranked receiver. I think people just flock to that safety, especially to quarterback. Um, I think that that's one we'll see a lot of. Yeah, and I, I think especially, too, when you get teams that are balanced at this point. You have two running backs, two receivers. Yeah. You want to start to— You feel to, good about taking You feel good risk. about taking those guys here. Um, this is also the territory, Pat, where there are big question marks, at least for me, around guys. Tevin Coleman is yep. a question mark for me. Mike Williams is a question mark for me. Alshon Jeffrey, can he stay healthy? Lamar Miller, it, he's probably the safest bet here, but he's the most unsexy pick you yep, can no possibly doubt. take. No doubt. So I guess the, there are big question marks here. I think there are some guys that you're going to start seeing owners – start to go towards guys they like, right? You're going to, I mean, and granted that that happens throughout the draft, but in the first couple of rounds, you know, value is what you're trying to get. At this point, I think you're going to start people seeing people take who they really have their hearts set on is what I'm trying to say. No doubt. Now, let me ask you this, Pat, out of the four tight ends that went in this round, Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, how would you rank those four? Uh, It would be OJ Howard, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, and then a drop, big drop, Eric Ebron. Okay. With all of the news around the Giants wide receivers being banged up, we have Golden Tate on a four-game suspension. Sterling Shepard has a broken finger. Has Evan Ingram's stock gone up in the last two weeks? No doubt about it. I mean, he's the only one to really to throw to there. Um, he didn't actually go up any positions in my ranks. He climbed a tier for me. Like, he climbed up from the Jared Cook, Eric Ebron tier. Okay. And made up the jump up to the uh, O.J. Howard and... Uh, That's a good and, point. And, I'm glad uh, you... And Hunter Henry tier. Yep. Like, after those two guys, after those three guys go now, I don't... I'm not looking at tight end until the end of the end of it. Like, those guys are the ones I think could end up as a tight end one. Any of those three. I, I could easily see it. Okay. But after that, I mean... I just don't care for Ebron or Cook. Okay, so let's talk about the quarterbacks then. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Rodgers, Mayfield, Matt Ryan went in this in this uh, round here. Which one of those five guys, maybe it's one, maybe it's two. Uh, I think Luck, Watson, Rodgers are probably fitting in where they're no kind of supposed to. But those other two guys, is this too early for Ryan Way and Baker? Way too early. Way too early. People are getting, I mean, the Baker hype's getting unreal. Yeah, I would no take, doubt. I mean, I would rather have Matt Ryan, honestly. And, and uh, I think that you want to wait. Uh, after the Luck, Watson, Rogers group goes, I would be waiting. So can we quickly go on like a 30-second rant here about the fact that Baker Mayfield was selected in the top 100 NFL players at like, yeah, number he didn't do anything. 50? 50, 50. He's in his second year. What did he do as a rookie? He was okay. He won six he, games. He, I mean, he had he had a really good. He had he looked good. He had a he, good rookie year, yeah. but he didn't have a 
He did, wasn't he wasn't Mahomes. He was not. Well, Mahomes was in his second year, but but I I know what you're saying. First year as a starter, absolutely. Like you didn't do anything yet yet. Now you still can, obviously, but you have not done anything yet to show me that you're a top hundred player in the league, a top fifty player in the yeah. league. Like that is just ridiculous to me. Anyway, I digress. On to the sixth round. It went uh, Tyler Boyd, and then Pat. You came back. Well. Let's talk about our picks in the fifth round really quick first. I know you took Lamar Miller. We talked about him a little bit. I took Hunter Henry earlier on. That was the next tight end on my board. Um, I am struggling back and forth between him and O.J. Howard a little bit, but I ended up going with Henry. I feel a little bit more safe about him with Rivers in that offense, uh, more so than how I feel with Winston and O.J. Howard in the Bucks offense. Uh, Jake had taken Tevin Coleman with the second pick of the fifth round. Again, that's a little bit early for me with Coleman, but, I mean, teach he's, their he's own, getting, I guess. He's, he's right around there, I think. Teach honestly. their own. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's get into the sixth round. Pat, Darius Geis with you. No, Darius Geis went one pick before you. I'm yep. sorry. And then you went Austin Eckler. Yeah, I, a little I, bit. I think they're like to me. I looked at the board and I'm like, okay, I just took Lamar Miller. I need some splash. I need somebody that has ability. I need somebody that can that can you know provide me that boost that I might need to to win. And Austin Eckler is tied to a good offense. There's a good chance to me. Like I feel like there's a pretty good chance that Melvin Gordon sits out um, at least a good part of the year. Um, so. Give me that upside of, of Austin Eckler, not to mention that he's going to give you independent value even if Melvin Gordon is there. So it's not like taking you know a guy like Daryl Henderson, who I see as a very big liability. Good point. We don't know what his workload is going to be. Right. And who knows if he's even going to be great at it. We've seen Austin Eckler do it. We've seen him get a workload with Melvin Gordon there. So he's going to be leading the touches, in my opinion, or at least getting a lot of the passing down work whenever Melvin Gordon is there. Is I mean is not there, but he's still going to be doing some of that when Melvin Gordon is there. So. Okay, so is Austin Eckler going to be? How much do they factor in Justin Jackson? Is Austin Eckler going to see fifteen touches a game when Melvin I, Gordon's out? I mean, I think it's going to be more of like a fifty-five forty-five split. Okay, maybe even six, maybe even sixty forty would be probably a better bet to do. But I think Justin Jackson's a pretty fair, like a good player, and uh, I think they're going to be doing more of a split. I don't think Austin Eckler is the kind of guy you want running between the tackles every single play. Correct. Okay. Uh, Kareem Hunt went at 6.4 entirely too early, too early for Kareem Hunt, a guy who's going to miss eight games this year. Uh, do not take Kareem Hunt in the sixth round. Please do not take Kareem Hunt in the sixth round. Dante Pettis, very interesting uh, prospect here just in terms of the upside. I think he has some of the most upside of any receiver, at least in this territory for yeah. sure. Um, I think if I would have – I. I if I would have went back and changed my draft around and did that Robert Woods for Sony, I would have been a lot happier there because I would have taken Dante Pettis. Yeah. Instead of uh, Lamar Miller or Austin Eckler. So I think I would have been much happier with my team there because I do love my, myself some Dante Pettis. Yes, I do as well. Robbie Anderson went the next pick after him. I know you how much you love him, Pat. Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny at uh, 6.7. Will Fuller. Allen Robinson and Christian Kirk, a little bit of a run on receivers there. Those three, Pat, how do you rank those three? Fuller, Kirk, and Robinson. I'm going Kirk, Robinson, and then a pretty good drop-off to Fuller. Could Fuller get to those guys? Maybe if he's if – he, well, he will. I think he'll beat those guys if he stays healthy. But I just That's a huge question mark because we haven't seen it. Him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think they all have hold a lot of potential, honestly. 
Drew Brees, good fit here in the end of the sixth, too early. Too I, I mean, at fine. Once, uh, I'm waiting if I'm not getting those top three, those top four guys. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with you there. Uh, Daryl Henderson, six point twelve. Again, we just talked about him. Sammy Watkins, and then Larry Fitzgerald to close out uh, the sixth round. How do you feel about those two guys at the end? There, Watkins and Fitzgerald. First with with Fitzy. Are we going to see him be a, a volume player in this Cardinals offense now with all these young receivers? Uh, I'm starting to really like Fitzy. Honestly, okay. he's starting to climb my boards. I think I would still take Watkins over Fitzy. Um, Is there a chance that Fitzy isn't a full-time starter anymore? No. He's on the field all the time. I know he's getting old, but, man, he's just he's been an Iron Man, and I will take that. It's hard to disagree. Yeah. I'm staying away from Sammy Watkins. I can tell you that much. I don't think I don't feel excited drafting Sammy Watkins. I just feel like that's going to be a roller coaster ride. I do not want to be on this. Exactly. Year. Okay, we won't. I don't want to keep going through each round. I think this gets a little bit too yeah. mundane. Yeah. Uh, but Pat, why don't you talk about your last four picks, round seven through ten? You went Marvin Jones and then Austin Hooper as your tight end, Naeem Hines and Dak Prescott to kind of round it out. So you did one of your common strategies, I think, and that's you know, taking quarterback and tight end very late. Yep, that's usually where I'll go in a lot of these drafts, and I'm fine with it. To me, I can all I can find a, a diamond in the rough quarterback pretty well. I've done it, uh, you know, on most years. Um, and if you can always stream, and streaming uh, it to me is not a, never a bad idea at quarterback, especially since it's so deep. Um, tight end is one I might like see myself reaching a little bit more for to make sure I get my guy. I think Austin Hooper was the last of the kind of shoe in tight ends. I think Austin Hooper's up in a little bit of a tier with uh, Vance McDonald and Najoku. Um, I just think, I think he'll be safe. I don't know if he'll ever be spectacular, but I think he'll be safe. A guy you won't be particularly would, pumped to start every week, but we'll give you some value. Right. I, but I think he's a good tick below Najoku and McDonald. Yeah, I'd put him below, but I'd almost fit them in that tier just because I think he's above the other guys that are, yeah. but would, that are down below him. Anything about your draft that you would have changed? Like I said, that uh, Robert, Robert Woods, Woods pick, Sony Michelle, and then taking Dante Pettis, I think I would have loved my team at that point. Uh, it, I just thought it was too early for Sony Michelle, honestly. And Eight, that's why I did it. 80 targets from Na- for Naeem Hines last year. Does he get to 80 again this year? Is that I think so. I think he's going to be very dynamic. I like him as a late-round flyer in leagues okay uh i'll talk dak prescott i mean he's fine i uh, as the last quarterback you know potentially i could take i'm fine with getting him as my starting quarterback he should be okay in in most weeks yep and then like i said if somebody else pop comes along i am easily dropping him and going on to the next thing Okay, Carson Wentz was Jake's quarterback. He took him at, in the seventh round at 7.2. He rounded out his team with Golden Tate, Kalen Balage, and Jordan Reed. Pat, what have we heard out of Miami? I know from everything I've heard, it's been kind of a split between Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balage. Early on in camp, they had talked about Balage being the lead back there uh, or having a very good chance to win that job. What do you think of the Miami backfield, and is that something that you even really want to mess with? Uh, it scares me a little bit, no doubt. Um, I've backed off my Kalen Balage hype. I kind of was getting high on him a little bit just because I think he's a good player. I still think, you know, he's going to get his workload because he's a he's a very dynamic player, a, Ty- a Tariq Cohen kind, maybe even a little bit stouter. But 
I, I mean, I'm not taking him up there along with the Sony Michelles anymore. I would rather have, like, you know, he's, he's fallen down my ranks, but I'm not going to be avoiding him. I'm hoping that this actually could, get, could bump him down a little bit. So you could see him as, like, down where, you know, where, where he went. I think he's a good value. Yeah, ninth round, I think so, too, for a guy who could be a starting running back. Yeah. Um, okay, Jordan Reed or Delaney Walker this year. If you're, if you're drafting the tight end very late, which one of those guys would you rather go with? I think I'd go with the upside of Jordan Reed. Any chance that he gets back to what he was, say, four years ago, three, four years ago? He says he's feeling great, and it's his first season going into the without into surgery. Without a surgery, yep, so. I heard that too. So good news for Jordan Reed. Hopefully, he can kind of get back to what he was again. He's only 29 years old, still a pretty young guy. Yeah. Uh, but the injuries, we'll see how much they've kind of caught up to him at this point in Not his career. Not to mention, you might have Haskins throwing the ball to him. So uh, who knows how Haskins will want to use him? Yeah, it's true. Very true. Good point. Okay, I'll talk about my team, my last four picks. I went Jordan Howard in the seventh round, 7.6. Emmanuel Sanders in the eighth. Jameis Winston as my quarterback, which was this was the first time that I had taken Jameis as my fantasy quarterback in any of my mocks. I like so his far. upside, honestly. If that quarter if that if that offense lives up to its potential, he could be a top five quarterback. I if he can potentially stay in all year. He could throw a lot of passes, he could throw a lot of touchdowns. Now he might throw a lot of interceptions he, too, but if they he, if he's still out there throwing, chucking the ball, he'll be okay. Yeah, he could also be in the bench by week six, but he could be, and then you then you stream and you're fine. <laughs> exactly, especially since you took him as late as you did. I was actually really excited about my roster again, minus the Zeke pick. I'm just going to throw it out because it was before we knew kind of what, or at least heard the rumors, more rumors. Um, but you know, my team, I mean, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Emmanuel Sanders is my receivers loved where I got Emmanuel Sanders. Now, after watching that video of him cutting, Mm -hmm. looks like he's going to be fine off the Achilles tear. Uh, if you're worried about that injury, cause you know, Pat, I know you're somebody who's, you know, the Achilles tear is something that you don't want to mess with. No doubt. Uh, it's tough to come back from. But if you've been following any of the Broncos camp, I mean, look, I know Joe Flacco's already kind of fallen in love with him. They've mm-hmm. got a connection going in camp. He and looks, it sounds, he it, looks honestly, good. It sounds like Drew Locke is, not, is struggling in camp early. So to me, that makes you think maybe Flacco will be able to, to stay in there and play a lot more. You know, early I was thinking maybe Flacco gets replaced halfway through the year. Unless they're very bad, I think that he could hold off, uh, you know, Locke if he's not going to perform. Yeah, I could see, a, you know, yeah, for sure. Emmanuel Sanders, I could see him having a, a very good season, honestly. Yeah. A very, very, kind of a surprising season, if you will. Um, would not surprise me if he put up kind of numbers that he was putting up last year. Uh, Dion Lewis, my last pick. I'll talk about that really quickly here. Um, I love that pick. I, man, I was pumped, you know, to get Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, again, throwing that out, but on Johnson, Jordan Howard, and Deion Lewis. I'm not a huge Jordan Howard fan. Miles Sanders went one pick before. That was probably going to be my pick. Um, but, look, I've heard some reports that he's been dominating touches. I've also heard other reports that Miles Sanders has been a far and above the best running back in camp. We'll see kind of how that backfield shakes out, but I'm okay with snagging one of the options there. A guy who I still think is going to get probably somewhere between 160 and 180 carries i would say at minimum for jordan mm-hmm. howard so i i'm fine with taking him where i got him i'm pretty happy with that and then Dion lewis derrick henry's already banged up pat and Dion lewis would not surprise me if he's their their lead back and just like i was saying for austin eckler even if Dion lewis is or even if 
Derrick Henry is There's that, value I there. think he's still going to ha- hold independent value. Maybe not nearly as much as Austin Eckler has, but he was semi-startable in bye weeks eh, over the course of the year, and he had some big games. He did. I, I own my dynasty squad. I, he never got onto the roster or not onto my starters, but yep. you know, I saw those games he had, and he, he's okay. Good, a good stash so, at the end of the draft. Yeah, somebody I'm going to be looking to take quite a bit now just based on the Titans news. So that rounds out our draft. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody, to our 14-team mock draft. Again, we will be back next week, and we're not really sure what topic we're going to hit yet. I know we still need to do our overall top 20, which is going to be something uh, high on our list here, so watch out for that. But we'll catch you next week on Pad the Stats. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.